It's a Monday morning time for a look at Radio on the Go Sports here on KLMJ. I'm Dwayne Karstens reporting. Taking a look at some of the area teams in volleyball action over the weekend. Not a lot that went off to tournaments, but AGWSR always challenging themselves. And they were in a very tough Waverly Shell Rock tournament where they went 1-4, and four, falling to Nevada, Mount Vernon, and went three sets with New Hampton in a loss. Cedar Rapids Xavier, they went uh, down in two sets. But uh, they did beat Cedar Rapids Jefferson in a couple sets for, uh, again, a 1-4 and four performance for the Cougars at Waverly. Also, South Harden, another very good volleyball team in our listening area. Green County Tournament is where they were at. They went 4-2, and two, beating the likes of... Pella Christian and Carol Stanton in Nottoway Valley. They did fall to Carlisle for their only loss there. Cross country over the weekend at the Steve Johnson Invitational at Wartburg College in Waverly. Dubuque Hempstead wins the girls' title and Cedar Falls wins the boys' title. Um, and individually, um, uh, Maya Wildeby from South Harden uh, ran fourth place, 25 minutes, 9 seconds for uh, the South Harden Tigers. That was uh, down actually at Pine Lake at a different cross-country meet. And it was uh, individually on the boys' side at Pine Lake. South Harden's Jonah Vanderbilt was 10th place there. Uh, did not have any individual results available from the uh, Wartburg meet over the weekend. Also over the weekend, a lot of college football. Just to recap, in case you missed some of it, Coffeeville Community College defeats Ellsworth. Uh, on the road, the Panthers were, and they had a tough time. 64-0, they fell to Coffeeville. Wartburg College continues their unbeaten streak as they power past Coe in a tough one, 27-21. It was William Jewell defeating Upper Iowa, 30-13. The Iowa State Cyclones fell 50-20 to Oklahoma. Drake defeats Moorhead State 16-9. And the UNI Panthers hold off Youngstown State in a wild one, 44-41. And the Iowa Hawkeyes won their game against Michigan State but may have lost their quarterback, Cade McNamara, in the process. The Hawkeyes scored the final 16 points in a 26-16 win over the Spartans Saturday evening. McNamara, though, suffered an apparent knee injury on the second drive of the game. And Deacon Hill finished as quarterback going 11 of 27 for 115 yards and connected with tight end Eric Hall for the only offensive touchdown of the game. Uh, impressed how Deacon stepped in. Tough circumstance and disappointing, uh, most mostly for Cade. Uh, to go down early with an injury like that, we really don't know his status until early next week, but uh, it's nonetheless very disappointing. I can only imagine how he's feeling, but I thought Deacon stepped into a tough situation. Really did a good job leading our football team and, and uh, making good decisions, especially in the second half uh, in some critical situations. So he really, really did a good job. That's Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz, who says they'll know more about the extent of McNamara's injury earlier this week, or early this coming week. Now, if McNamara is out, Hill will be the starter. Ferentz says Hill got a lot of practice time with the first team after McNamara suffered a quad injury in the August scrimmage. It's one thing to practice. It's another thing to step in there when the game's on the line, which it was, and we had a lot of, a lot of football to play. And I thought, I thought he showed good poise, and poise out there. He played with confidence, and his teammates, uh, I think you can see they, they rally around him. They made some good throws and had some uh, – other ones we can probably improve on, but uh, yeah, I thought they did a good job for the first time in, in really a critical time. And Cooper DeGene had a first-half interception, and his 70-yard punt return for a touchdown gave the Hawkeyes the lead for good in the fourth quarter. Really good players don't look like they're grinding or working that hard out there, but they are. Uh, but everything he does just seems to be, it's like it's almost instinctive or natural to him. He's got a really good sense in the return game, and that's a big part of it. He's got the courage to field it and... Um, uh, you know, do something with it and then 
he just has a good knack of knowing how to read things and where to go. And then same thing on defense. Like he just he he finds a place to be, you know, at the intersection of the ball quite frequently. And um, you know, looked like a tough catch getting to get his foot down, but uh, he he makes it somehow. He makes it uh, makes it happen. Iowa is four and one. They are back home against Purdue this coming Saturday. Well, former AGWSR Cougar will be hitting home runs for a cause. The Northern Iowa softball program is seeking pledges for its annual Hit-A-Thon fundraiser, which will be coming up on Thursday, October 5th, which is this Thursday. Each player is collecting pledges per foot on how far they can hit a softball during a home run derby-style event. Locally, AGWSR alumnus McKenna Cooper will be taking part in the event. Last year's event raised over $50,000, and that directly benefited the UNI softball program. Flat donations also accepted, and you can find out how to contribute at RadioOnTheGo.com. We have a link for you to check out under our story about McKenna Cooper and the UNI Panthers. Again, Hitathon, a fundraiser starting this Thursday. The Hampton-Dumont-Cal football team lost its second district game in a row, 35-6 to Webster City on Friday night. It was a frustrating night on both sides of the ball for the Bulldogs, defensively giving up 357 yards of rushing and offensively being limited to 191 total yards. Webster City took a 7-0 lead in the first quarter, then pulled away with a 21-point second quarter that gave them a 28-zip lead at halftime. After a scoreless third quarter, the Bulldogs ended the shutout with a Brody Walton touchdown carry in the fourth quarter. The Lynx, though, added another score to make it final 35-6. Head coach Cole Miller says Webster City had a well-structured game plan and executed it very efficiently. Webster had a great game plan coming in. They were very efficient on the offensive side of the ball and uh, they did some things on defense to slow us down and we weren't able to get comfortable uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So an off night for us for sure and, and Webster City was able to take advantage of uh, their, their well-schemed offense and well-schemed defense. The Bulldogs were led by senior running uh, Brody Walton, 46 yards rushing. Senior quarterback Gavin Meter had 100 yards passing and senior receiver Tucker Heron added five receptions for 50 yards. The Bulldogs defense was led by sophomore defensive back Brody Struther at eight and a half total tackles. Rebounding from a tough loss, Miller says the focus going forward is to continue to improve with the goal of making a run in the remaining games. Lepster had a great game plan coming in. They were very efficient on the offensive side of the ball and uh, they did some things. We need to go to work. Um, that margin of error is so small in a district as tough as the one we're in. So definitely got to look to correct the things that didn't go well for us and the areas that we need improvement on. We need to focus on that a lot to make improvements so we can make a run and hopefully set ourselves up with a chance at the end of the season. Hampton Dumont-Cal slides to 4-2, and 0-2 in district play. Their Week 7 matchup this Friday is at Clear Lake, who is undefeated and rated in the state now, a game that will air on 104.9 KLMJ. Always a big rivalry between the Bulldogs and the Lions. The North Butler football squad secured a solid district win over North Tama, 14-6 in a homecoming game Friday night as aired on 104.9 KLMJ. In a game ruled by defenses and field positions, scoring was a challenge. After a scoreless first quarter, the Bearcats lit it up on the scoreboard with a one-yard touchdown carry by Tanner Argus to go up uh, before halftime to give a 6-0 lead after a missed extra point. And maintain that 6-0 lead into the break. A scoreless third quarter saw then North Tama start scoring in the fourth quarter on a fourth down and one at the North Butler 20-yard line. The Redhawks tied the game on converting that uh, for a touchdown carry by Colt Knock and uh, the tied the game at 6-6 after a field two-point conversion attempt. 
The Bearcats responded on the ensuing drive with the go-ahead touchdown on the fourth and goal at the one-yard line on a rush by Argus, his second of the night, and that gave the Bearcats a 14-6 lead after a successful two-point conversion by Griffin Buss with 5.55 to go in the game. The Redhawks punted on the following drive with 3.33 left, and the Bearcats ran out the... Uh, time to seal the homecoming win and a district victory. Head coach Jordan Van Loop says the defense answered the call of retaining or containing the Red Hawks and the offense played with great communication urgency and teamwork on the North Butler go-ahead scoring drive. I thought last night our defense played excellent. They did a great job, stepped up, you know, limited the number of big plays they had. Offensively, we did some good things, kind of got down, but bounced back and fought till the end. So the guys are giving us great information out there, too. They're letting us, you know, know what holes were open or what they thought would kind of work at times, too, with it. So it was great to see that they, uh, we have so many eyes out there and that they're taking ownership of the team. It was also great to see them finish it. They knew how big that drive was and how that was a score that we desperately needed there to make make sure that we could go up on them. So they knew the urgency of it, and they banded together and put it in. in Hampton, Turismo, the true story of a team of unlikely underdogs, a world-class gamer, a former race car driver. Yards and senior receiver Griffin Buss had three receptions for 71 of those yards. The Bearcats' defense was led by Argus with five and a half. Showing this week, starting tomorrow at the Windsor Theater in Hampton, my big fat Greek wedding three, members of the Porticolos family. In district play for senior night on Friday, Nashville Plainfield had been in the rankings, but they did suffer a loss this past Friday night. And the applington Parsburg football team earned its first district win of the season in Friday's 41-18 triumph over Central Springs, our featured game on 99 The Wave. And head coach Alex Pollock said it was a much-needed win. It was much-needed. You know, our guys have, have, have played a couple really tough district opponents, and, you know, we've taken on the chin a little bit. And so, you know, now we were able to go out tonight and be the aggressor Showing a little bit more, both offensively and defensively. Theater. And, you know, I thought our kids executed pretty well for the most part. We had some penalties that, you know, we got to clean up. But, you know, there's a reason for that. I mean, uh, Central Springs blitzed like crazy. They're bringing five and six all night. So you can understand why our guys are a little jumpy. But I'm proud of our kids. We played really hard. It took us a little bit to wake up. But I thought we played hard. And obviously, again, just to get a win is, is pretty good. And Gavin Thomas was 22 of 35, passing for 241 yards and two touchdowns. He was the leading rusher with 10 carries for 85 yards as well. And on the night, uh, Nick uh, Neuroth uh, had a, a big score right before halftime to help guide the uh, Falcons to a win. And uh, the Falcons are now 3-3 three and three overall, 1-2 in district play. They'll host number 10-rated Dighton Harvard. Always a good big rivalry there. That'll be in Parkersburg coming up this Friday night. And that, that game will air on 99 The Wave. And it is a Monday. Not a lot going on for varsity sports action, but Belmont Clemmy is at Nashville Plainfield for volleyball. And the Hampton-Dumont Cal and North Butler Harriers are running cross country at the Lake Mills meet this afternoon. That starts at 4.30. More sports can be found at RadioOnTheGo.com under the Sports tab. I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting. Have a marvelous Monday.